when disaster strikes. Will you be ready? Good evening, and we begin tonight with the monster hurricane and its deadly impact already. When all hope is gone, will the government be there for you? If you're looking for ways to take your prepping to the next level, then you've come to the right place. Broadcasting from a secure and well-prepared location, it's time for Prepping 2.0. And now, please welcome authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 73 of Prepping 2.0. You'll note that I said welcome, and welcome is going to be a thought and a word you're going to hear many times in this episode. We do not have a guest uh, for this episode. We are doing this just just me and Shelby old school like we used to do it. Uh, no fancy phones or anything, but welcome is the the idea of this episode. We're welcoming new preppers and how you can welcome new preppers. It's very important to do, by the way. It's not mm-hmm. just all being nice and huggy and snuggly and like, hey, welcome, everybody. Um, there's actually a purpose to do this. We'll get into that. And then also, we want to focus on a particular kind of new prepper that is very, very important. Shelby and I have had life experience that has um, been horrible and miserable about an anti-prepping spouse. There are quite a few formerly anti-prepping spouses that are now on board. And we want to talk about that. Uh, You'll see where we're going with this. But before I do that, I keep talking about this mythical Shelby creature. Does she exist? Is she real? So let me try this. Why don't you say hi, Shelby? Hi, Shelby. Ah! (laughs) You knew I was going to say that. Exactly. Shelby, welcome. Welcome co-host and wife uh, to the show. Well, it's good to be here like I am almost every week. It's your, it's our house. Of course you're here. Yes. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I wanted to give everyone an overview of the topic. As I mentioned, it's all about welcoming. It's about welcoming new preppers. If you are a new prepper. Welcome. Welcome. Then we mean that sincerely. Um, and and if you are, are a, a, an older prepper, then that's okay too if you've been doing this a while. But specifically, if you are a formerly anti-prepping spouse and your prepping spouse said, hey, you need to listen to this show. We're very glad you're listening to this show. We're going to be nice to you. We're going to be gentle. Shelby, how many gloats are there going to be in this show? Zero gloat show. Zero gloat show because gloating is dumb. It gets you nowhere. It turns people away. And we're not that kind of person. Because if this were about, you know, what's better, Coke or Pepsi, Ford or Chevy, and somehow there's a magical scientific study... No, it's Coke. Um, <laughs> um, it's Dodge, actually. But anyway, um, so you would you would get into this big argument and you can gloat about little things yeah, that have no like consequence. Pepsi. Yeah, like Pepsi being not as good as Coke. But prepping, the stakes are high. They're We're too high about, to gloat. This is exactly this is honestly about being thankful and welcoming. Why don't you elaborate on that, please? Because I think people need to hear this message. We, I think you said it, you started to say it before I started doing my little joke there is that this, the, the stakes are too high. There are so many things at stake right now. And, and let me just say this. If you are listening to this, I don't know, in, you know, June of 2021, this is mid-March of 2020. We have just um, been hit with the coronavirus. The, the toilet paper shortage of 2020 is well underway. Uh, we have states, we're right in the middle of states systematically locking down or going into shelter-in-place mode. Um, we anticipate our state doing it very soon, and we've made a couple of runs to stores in, in anticipation of that. Um, so there's, as we're feeling it. The stakes, the stakes are ratcheting up. The stakes are too high. This is not the environment to go, Neener, Neener, told you so. This is the environment to go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad, so glad that we are on board. We, whoever that we and your that other person, your co-worker, life, co-worker spouse, spouse neighbor. family member, neighbor, in-laws, whoever who just came on board and has been watching the headlines like what, us and just went, oh my gosh, we need to buy toilet paper, right? So these are the... If you're one of those new preppers or you're one of the spouses, and we're going to give examples of that later, but there is too much at stake this pandemic that is it's been called a pandemic yes we, we all have these oh this is going to last for six weeks eight weeks it is not this is sparking something that will last years ahead of us an economic depression by the way absolutely and the numbers are saying that that's just not me being predictive the numbers are telling us that and we'll and we're going to flesh this out some more but 
bottom line, you and the person that we are, that you, the prepper, who now has this new prepping person in your life because they've realized what's going on, you have too much to lose. It's not worth gloating right now. You've got work to do. Right. It's very, very important that this new prepper, um, it, it takes off, right? It's it like the graft takes off, right? right. I mean, that they, they do become a new prepper for their own comfort and their own safety and their own survival. And for both of you, because now exactly. because that's what we want to talk about. The two of you, the units, what family unit, whatever, because that's the thing. We don't know how this is matching up. Are, you're now force multipliers. That's a military term, and I love it. Now together, the two of you together will make so will be so much more powerful and stronger because you're now working in 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 tandem. Yeah, this new prepper very likely will be a huge asset to you. That's what's in it for you. This yeah. new prepper will be a huge asset, and you need to foster that and make sure that that takes so anyway that's what we're going to talk about um we always do the top 100 things that go the quickest in a collapse this is based on the bosnian survivors list and um number 62 is canning supplies gee who saw that why don't you talk about this show because you have a great take on this i think i have a great take on this that so again we're sitting here in about mid-march about a month ago, about the third week of February, Glenn and I sat down and had this conversation because we could see what was kind of brewing in the media. And I said, we need to kind of just fill up the pantry. I mean, we're prepped, but let's just make sure the pantry's a little bit fuller and a little, you know, anything that we're short of, let's just make sure. Fill in some gaps, top and, off, yeah, if you top will. Yeah, top off the tank a little bit. And toilet paper was part of that. And we were so glad we did because we were ahead of the curve because once certain, you know, certain announcements come out, the, the pandemic announcement by the World Health Organization, the, the uh, national emergency, that's when everybody, that's when the lines at Costco went out the door and around the parking lot and down into the other county next door. Same thing with this canning supplies. Nobody's thinking about canning supplies right now because we're all thinking about toilet paper, but come about this summer when there are no canned goods on the shelf, feasibly could happen, or they're very sparse, and everybody has fresh fruit lying on the ground or vegetables coming out of the ground that they can't handle the excess of, you're going to really want to have canning supplies. I'm not talking about get going out there and I'm get, get a hot water bath canner, get a bunch of jars and lids, and get the ball blue book and be ready. Be ready to put away things for the winter because I think the shelves are going to get sparser and sparser. Yeah, and canning is a fantastic example of what we're always talking about on Prepping 2.0. And the and the 2.0 is, of course, the next level, the next phase. And one of the things we always talk about is it's not enough to have stuff. You have to have skills. Shelby's 100% right. You need to have the stuff that she mentioned. And you can just YouTube this. There'll be a million great videos out there about, you know, how to can and everything. But practice now. Get the supplies. Yes. Practice. Learn how it is. It's very easy to do. There's something weird, though about putting a bunch of food in a jar and then like not refrigerating it. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's fine, by the way. I mean, I've we've all eaten home canned food and, and none of us have died from it. Anyone who's died won't be listening right now. That's a joke. Anyway, that's not very funny. But uh-huh. uh, <laughs> um, and so the skills come with it. So it's not just the stuff. It's the skills. Mm-hmm. And what what's not going to work is you were mentioning July and, and somebody saying, oh, geez, I need the canning starter kit. So they go on Amazon and get canning home canning starter kit. And it would be great if you weren't trying to learn this for the first time right. when everything else is going on. Well, and come about mid-July, just like the toilet paper, everybody else is going to do the same thing. There's going to be a run on canning supplies in your stores and on Amazon. It's true. So if you're a new prepper out there and you're listening to us for the first time, first of all, thank you very much. And we're going to, yes, we're going to earn your listenership because you're taking time out of your week to listen to us. And we're going to earn that. And we take that very seriously. But and, and no gloating, but we're going to lay out some facts. If you're a new prepper, odds are you probably were caught by surprise with the toilet paper shortage. You've, this is your chance to fix it. Okay, so you got caught with your pants down with the toilet paper thing. I think thing. that's funny. See what I did there? Yeah. And then, okay, so that's one that went against you. Now, 
you're going to be ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve with, for example, canning supplies. We're going to go into some stuff. We're going to have a lightning round, by the way, probably in the second segment, in which we are going to, just without rehearsal, Shelby and I are going to tell everybody out there, again, new preppers are, are especially encouraged to listen to this, top 10 things to do to get going on prepping. So you got you got caught with your pants down. That that's over now going forward you're gonna you're gonna be like a rock star and and i'm gonna be honest shelby and i were a week ahead of the curve we were out getting toilet paper a week before anyone thought of it just because we have studied history oh by the way we wrote a bunch of books best-selling prepper books in which we describe all this and our characters and our dialogue and the storylines are all about this kind of stuff We've been thinking about this and living this for 10 years. So we, to us, it's, it's just natural that, of course, you get toilet paper, among other things. So anyway, that's what we're going to do. We're going to equip you guys, the new prepper. So if you're a, and I said older prepper, that's not what I meant. If you're a seasoned, experienced prepper, you should listen to this show because you're going to get something out of it. And you're going to get out of it, especially the idea of how to cultivate new preppers and why it matters to bring them into the fold to bring them not necessarily onto your team but to have them on our side that's that's what i'm saying have them on our side especially true of the formerly anti-prepping spouses so that's what this show is all about um shelby why don't you tell folks real quickly about some of the merchandise we have because um we do that it's funny the the patiently awaiting the collapse t-shirt stickers and magnets those are kind of outdated now, aren't they? Because we're here. Yes. We kept, we were, that was all about like, oh, we're waiting for it to come and now it's here. But anyway, go tell folks about that. But here's the, yes, please visit our website. That's probably the most important thing, especially if you're a new pepper. A lot of things. We have all of our past episodes, all 72 of them. You can start listening there. But we also have a shopping tab where we have I Miss America, which comes from a, a phrase that comes from your series of book, your book series. Uh, there's also all the patiently awaiting the claps t-shirts, the stickers. We have all kinds of just fun merchandise. Here's the thing I think is kind of funny. Yes, the claps is kind of here, but there's still those people out there that think this is all going to be all better after six weeks. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's it's here. You can say we're patiently awaiting the next phase, I think we could say. So there's some fun merchandise over there. Please, you know, go check it out. We encourage you to, especially if you're one of the new folks, just kind of click all over our website. There's lots of good information there and tabs. And what is that website, Shelby? That is prepping2-0.com. Prepping2-0.com. Everything you need to know is there. Uh, real quick, uh, KHNC is a great radio station in Colorado. I do an hour show uh, every week. It's up on prepping2-0.com. Glenn, it's called Glenn's uh, KHNC Show. Listen to that. That's really cool. Um Ham radio, prepper amateur radio. So close to being oh done. Oh my gosh. I oh was my God. texting with the developer. I was texting with the developer today and he's like, I, and it looks like I'm not going to be doing much work here uh, <laughs> for a while. So I'm going to finish it up. So anyway, and it's the practical it's stuff you need to know about ham radio. None of the technical stuff. Go to Pam dash radio.com and reserve your free copy and what is this pam radio thing is it uh, non-stick cooking stuff that has to do with radio waves no that's none of it that's crazy why would you even think that it is a flashcard app for your phone so you get it on your phone and you go to pam dash radio.com and you give us your email and then we're going to send you the app when it's done and you just learn all kinds of stuff, question and answer format, a lot of fun, a lot of links to equipment you should get. But you know what? That's kind of a, a next phase thing here. That's we're a not, prepping 2.0 thing. And we're yeah, welcoming a lot of newbies. A lot so. of newbies. So newbies, don't get freaked out about radio stuff. It'll come in time. You'll be fine. But right now, don't worry about it, yeah, right? That's gonna, our approach. Yeah, exactly. That's our approach. There so go. there we go. Let's see here. Next um, on our list. Well... We are, we're officially christening it. We're officially calling it. It's happening. It's happening. There's that, there's a commercial out there where the. The AT&T commercial with the Dutch uh, translator. That doesn't do so well. Yeah. But it's just okay. And he's just just an okay okay translator. It's funny stuff. So it is happening. This is it. It's officially the collapse. One of the things you're going to find in Shelby's books, which are a great state. That's what they're called. A great state.com. In my books. Newbies. Newbies. You can, on our website, you can click over to our author websites yeah. and check out our books too. Oh anyway, yeah, keep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my books, two, 299 days 
um, is the book series. And both of our book series are about a slow rolling uh, partial collapse. And we're not the kind of people who are sitting around worried about meteors um, coming through our roof and striking us on the head. You know, not big stuff. We knew that uh, collapses plural, uh, would be sort of slow rolling and partial. And so that's exactly what we talked about. Both of us talk about economic and political stuff. Uh, it wasn't a pandemic, to be honest. Um, so we didn't get that, that was right. So four years ago, nobody saw so pandemic ago. coming. Yeah, you. nobody. So anyway, um, that's, that's what that's all about. Um, so it is happening. A quick story. And we're going to get into our topic of welcoming new preppers and especially, um, welcoming formerly anti-prepping spouses. Um, a quick story and, and a topic we'll talk about more, but it's so juicy I wanted to tell you is, I have a friend, I have a coworker, she's pretty cool. And um, I don't know if she's a prepper, she's kinda, I'd say like prepper leaning or something like that. Probably more emergency preparedness, yeah. emergency management kind of thing, which is right. great, that's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, welcome aboard. So. Yeah. During the toilet paper panic, she went on Amazon. She was <laughs> one of the <laughs> she was one of the first to get on Amazon because they quickly sold out, and she got a bunch of toilet paper on Amazon. Okay, so far the story is not that amazing, right? It will be. It will be. So she has a neighbor. Uh, her neighbor's cool, and they get along. They've been neighbors for a long time. Her neighbor doesn't have any toilet paper. Okay. Um, no gloating, no neener neeners. So uh, this coworker of mine gives her neighbor uh, some toilet paper. I think like a six pack or whatever of toilet paper. The neighbor is very thankful. Is that where the story ends? No, no that because is, toilet paper runs out. So probably a few days yeah. later, hey, can I have some more? Right. And yeah, my friend says, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm using it. And now the neighbor that used to be friends with my friend is now all mad at her and is calling her a hoarder. What does all this mean? If you give away your stuff, most people are going to be fine. But some people, even the ones you think are nice, are going to not only be ungrateful, they're going to be demanding and be feel mean. entitled. And they're going to feel mean. So anyway, that is a topic for another day. But I just wanted to tell you that story because this can only happen. The angry neighbor when there's actually shortages on the shelf and there's a disruption of some kind, a collapse doesn't have to be, you know, air, you know, skyscrapers falling down. It's just a, a collapse of the normal system we used to have where everything was comfy and everything was nice and we never even thought about toilet paper. Anyway, so it is happening. It is on. Well, here, here are two examples of this. We wanted to set the stage for you new preppers because one of the reasons you're a new prepper and one of the reasons you're here is because you're realizing all these things you're seeing these things with your own eyes and we wanted to just sort of acknowledge it and quite honestly we've been thinking about this for 10 years it's finally happening we kind of want to talk about it let's be honest so <laughs> anyway um one of the scenes in my book 299 days is at a restaurant supply place uh, called cash and carry and it's a real place. It's like, you know, number 10 tins of this and like, you know. It's it's big quantities. It's big of quantities, restaurant supply yeah. stuff. And it's and it's a chain in the Pacific Northwest. It is. It is. And so the the, the scene is that there are some people um, like the main character in my books um, who who understand what's happening and are out at cash and carry getting all the food they can. They're not panicking. They're not freaking out. And they don't want to let other people on to the fact that they're like getting a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? They feel weird having just giant cart with a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, so I wrote that 10 years ago. One of the checkers, uh, the, the clerks or whatever at Cash and Carry has become a friend of mine. He He's read the books. He's a really cool guy, so he's read the books. Fast forward 10 years to last weekend, when I'm at Cash and Carry with a big cart full of stuff, it is exactly the scene I wrote about 10 years ago. The, the vivid details, everything. It was precisely what ended up happening. And, and so I looked at the, at the clerk and I said, Hey, does this remind you of a scene of a book or anything like that? And we had a good chuckle. But you see, that scene could only happen when we're really in it and it's really happening. And Shelby, tell folks your story that's similar to that. Well, it, I have a couple of them. It's, the Joel story, right? Yes. So if you've read my books, and if you haven't, I'll set it up for you. My main character, Julie, who is based loosely on me and has a son. 
His name is Joel. And as it's as the collapse that I bring out in my three book series starts to develop in the early stages of it, Julie sits down with Joel and says, you know what? This is what's happening. This is what's happening in the world around us. We've got to get serious. No more goofing around. And things are going to change. And you need to realize that. Well, last night, sitting around our house, as we're all kind of getting ready to go to bed, Glenn was in another room. I kind of had that conversation with my son, who the character Joel is based off of. And I'm like, you know what? Things are going to get serious. We are, we here in Washington state are pretty doggone close to getting put into, uh, you know, shelter in place mode. Uh, the governor today made it very clear that he's getting ready to, you know, pull to, to pull that, to make that a mandate. And um, it's going to get really different. You're not going to be able to hang out with your friends. You're not going to be able to go to sporting events. You're not going to be able to do all those things that teenagers typically do. His, he will remember this year of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not going to be the typical mid-teenage years life of most normal, you know what I mean? Normalcy bias and all of that. So um, it was very, I, I remember I um, I said goodnight to my son and um, talked to Glenn a few minutes later. And I said, that was right out of my books. And that was really strange. And you had heard, overheard the conversation. You you agreed. Yeah. And of course, I've, I've read your books. I mean, one would hope so. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was straight out of the books. And his reaction to it was, was straight out of the mature. books. Very mature. Very mature, which is straight out of the books and what we expected. You know, and one of the things was we were realizing that kids now are kind of getting ripped off of, of the childhood. There's, there's, and not to steal your thunder, there's a, a storyline in my books about my daughter in real life. And she's talking about, she can't go to the prom and it's a really big deal. She ends up getting to go to the prom in the last book. Sorry, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, that whole but it's topic. A different exp- it's not the typical prom that you would. Yeah. Things are, th- I mean, and I think about those right now, Teenagers now getting ready who would normally graduate, who would have prom, who would have sporting events. Their senior year, they will always remember it's kind of wiped out right now. Yep, exactly. It's, it's a new normal. The normal we knew six months ago, a year ago, is completely different for the for the foreseeable future. That's right. So it is It is here. It is mm-hmm. on. And, and everybody, I mean, everybody out there is seeing this and feeling this and reacting to this. And so we're going to take a break here in about a minute and come back into the second segment. But all kinds of people are flocking to prepping. And that is the stage we're going to set. They're flocking to prepping. We're welcoming them. If, if that's you right now, Welcome. we're welcoming you. And not only you. that, we hope to be a wealth of knowledge and, and a wealth of calmness amongst the storm. Exactly. And you're never going to get us being all experty and like, well, of course, everybody knows this and everything. This is a community. We welcome it. We welcome you. It's it's where you need to be because you know what? You need toilet paper you, and you need to think about these things. There's a way about thinking of these things. There's a way of planning. There's a just a mental approach to this. And that's all prepping is, is a mental approach. It's really super easy. It's commonsensical. It's fun and you end up saving money. There are a million reasons to be a prepper and there's no longer any social stigma. So a lot of people are going to be preppers and they're going to open up the the floodgates of prepping. So anyway, stick around. We will be back in the second segment. We're just getting warmed up. We're going to welcome new preppers and you're going to see where we're going with this. We'll be right back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate right after this. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. 
Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or a CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for Come and Take It, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. And we're back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here. Uh, wanting to just continue our continuing theme of welcoming new preppers. And I want to give an example. I'd read this on social media, and I'm really regretting I Normally, I take a screenshot or something, so I keep the story going. But Glenn and I both belong to, well, we're, we're active on social media. We, I belong to, you belong to a few uh, uh, prepping groups, that sort of thing. And I had read a story just a couple days ago and I, and it just jolted me a little bit. Um, and all of this, this mayhem that and chaos that's happening right now with the coronavirus, uh, the, a young man, I want to say he's young to me, 30 something, early thirties, a man posted in one of these groups. I now am a prepper. I understand that I need to get things in place because things are, the world is the world is falling apart. I don't know if he said that, but he real, he's a young man realizing he needs to prep. And I have four children. I have no idea where to start. Single dad. I don't. He didn't say that. Okay. But I think for sure. I think there was a spouse and four children. Okay. And he's like he's overwhelmed. How do I? Now that the shelves are very bare in stores, we we were at a store today. Yeah. Very bare of the basics. And and how do I prepare and how for the for all of these mouths to feed? And I just thought to myself when I read that, I I, I feel it. I feel his fear and his uncertainty. And um, so that that's where we're kind of at with wanting to if you're one of those folks, we want to do kind of a zip through a list here um, on how you can get started. So if I were if that young man were standing or sitting with us, I'd want him to sit and relax because this right now we need to we need right. to stand firm against the panic this is not take a time a to panic this is a time to take, exactly take a deep breath i would say one of the first things is um well we talked about it earlier is water supply make sure you have a water purification sort of system that doesn't seem like something you need right now but right now, infrastructure is still in place. If there's ever a time that you can't get a hold of clean water, you and your family will perish within 24 hours because you need water to live. Yeah, and there's a couple ways to go about it. There's water storage, which would be storing water, which is usually water bottles as a practical matter. That's a good start. That's a few days. That's not what we're talking about. I mean, yes, please do that. And by the way, we understand um, we have been in financial situations that are pretty dire. Yeah. So we understand it's not like you've got a million dollars lying around to go prep, right? We get that. 
Uh, and space is an issue too. A lot of folks live in the city or in suburbs or in apartments in particular. They don't have a ton of space. So we're keeping that in mind because it would be really easy to say, why don't you just get a gold plated like fresh water machine or something? Mm-hmm. They don't exist, by the way. Um, but, you know, do something like that. We're not going to do that. So some stored water, yes. Water treatment is really what we're looking at. And, and go on Amazon. There's still going to be this stuff on Amazon. Again, being ahead of the curve, not having curve, pardon me, being ahead of the curve, not getting caught with your pants down. Uh, water treatment stuff, it, there's a variety of things. There are pills. Um, and then there are the amazing things, life straws. Yes. Uh, and similar things, Berkey filters, Sawyer water filters. But life straws are pretty amazing, about 20 bucks, sometimes down to 10 and it's basically a straw with a filter and you can drink water uh, through it, uh, through it. And so that's been a thing, by the way, prepping 2.0 is a lot about technology coming along and prices coming down. Five, 10 years ago, there were no life straws. Mm-hmm. They, if they were, they were a hundred dollars or something. Very expensive. Yeah, so there's that. And so those are some ways to, to treat water. Um, and it's very inexpensive, especially the pills and the life straws. It takes up little to no space. It doesn't spoil. There's no expiration date on these things. You can save them for the next collapse. And you can save them for the <laughs> next collapse. Exactly. And that could really, really save your life. Yes. So we're doing this lightning round. We're making this up as we go. So your turn, Glenn. Yeah, I, I have the even numbers. Uh, number two, I'm going to say a firearm. Yes. Yes. And this is a thing. And some maybe some new preppers are scared of guns. Uh, you'll get over it. Um, you'll when need to. Yeah. When there's a bunch of crime and mayhem in your neighborhood, uh, you'll get over it really fast. Funny story. One of our former guests. Just last week. Just. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. A former guest actually about an hour ago. I, you might be thinking of something else. Called oh, okay. me. Yeah. And said uh, he owns a he owns a gun store. And he said, oh, craziest thing. Um, a bunch of people uh, who've never owned guns, and uh, he used some impolite terms that I won't use on the radio. So people who don't really like guns, they're pretty opposed to guns. All of a sudden, during the pandemic, want guns. And they're coming in and they're saying, yeah, I, I, I want a gun. And, and okay, well, there's a you know 10-day waiting period, and I got to run you through this federal database. And they're like- Fingerprints. What? And- they're like, huh? What do you mean? What do you mean? I can't just like get a gun? I mean, they really thought the Obama administration stuff that you could just buy a Glock on Amazon. Or on Craigslist. That on was Craigslist. the big one. Yeah, which no, you can't. No, you can't. So, number one, you're going to need a firearm. Uh, you absolutely need to be able to defend yourself. I mean, I see people go, well, maybe I'll have like a baseball bat or a golf club. Those are all poor substitutes. Your opponent uh, who's trying to kill you and take your stuff and harm your children uh, doesn't have a golf club, Um, probably doesn't really even like to play golf. Um, They have a gun. You need one too. And that's just a thing. And if you have kids in the house, it's simple and inexpensive to lock your gun up. I, I think it's a crutch and an excuse sometimes. I do too. People say, oh, I can't have a gun because I have kids in the house. No, you don't want a gun because you believe that they spontaneously explode and all that other stuff. Now, yes, Shelby. But that being said, the balance to that is know how to use your firearm. So if yeah. you buy one, you need to also be going to a, a range or getting a class or something so you know how to use it safely and know how to store it safely. Our previous guest, just on last week's show, uh, it was someone who worked in the medical field and mental health field in the prison correction system. And it was funny. At the time, we recorded that a few weeks ago. We are talking about how, well, in Italy, they're letting people out of prisons to, yeah. to combat the coronavirus. Within a few days after we recorded we that, all of a sudden, that. we scoffed at that. That would never happen here. Well, guess what's happening systematically across the United States? I will say this in the county we live in, there was already, they our jail for our county only held held felons. They didn't hold misdemeanors. They held they just diminished that jail by 35% by commuting sentences. We now have 35%, those 35% are now running around our county looking for toilet paper, looking for resources, looking for, looking for, and what do they know how to do really well is commit crimes. That is why you're going to need a firearm because things are just now start, we're, that's just the beginning. That's only been happening in the last few days. Those people will start committing crimes very soon. Yeah, and how about this, specifically in the coronavirus world we're in right now, what about when 10%, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50% of police officers 
are sick and or staying at home with sick kids or spouses. And then what? Oh, I'll just call the police. They're not here anymore. Here's the thing right now. Police aren't responding to calls because of coronavirus, at least here where we live, because of they're at a level of emergent of the it's the policies. I can't use all the terminology, but they're not going to just any old call. They're going to very specific calls. So they're already being called back. We live in the country. It's not such a big deal. But in the cities, keep in mind, even months ago, we know this in collapsing cities, police don't respond to low level calls. You can go shoplift in San Francisco and not have the police called on you. That's why people shoplift. Exactly. This is before this ever started. It's good to have a firearm to protect your family because first responders are not going to respond. Is it my turn? Shelby, item number three. I think item number three is um, a good one would be honestly a food supply (laughs) for all of your folks. And that's where people are feeling their pressure right now. We don't have enough time here for me to talk to you about it, but start small and go from there. Food supply for everyone in your tribe, your family, for five days. No, not say five days, seven days. Look for those things that are non-perishable. We're talking oatmeal, rice, beans, all of those things that are hard to find right now. Keep, don't stop because they're going to be even more harder to find, more harder. They're going to be harder to find in the future. Keep trying, keep looking. After that, 30-day supply for all of those family members and grow from there. It's going to be a little bit difficult now. There used to be uh, vendors. You could go to Costco and buy a bucket of 100 meals. Those are gone. Those are oh, very goodness, gone. yeah. But if you see one of those, one of those emergency preparedness buckets of meals, get it. Yeah, that's so last week. The, I know. The availability <laughs> no. of those things. I know. But if I'm going to say top ramens, your mac and cheeses, your all of those just add water meals. It was funny. We were at a, a at a cash and carry recently. And we um, hang out there. We're nerds. We go there a lot, especially these. We, we're still prepping. Yeah. Um, a shelf of all the chili beans are gone. But right here on were, were these packets of add water chili. This is dehydrated chili, essentially. And it's powdery. And I'm like, why aren't people buying this? It's like a pound instead of 12 pounds of a number 10 tin can. It was crazy. Buy those kind of things and look for them. You're going to have to look harder, but your life depends on it. So I'm going to, for number four, uh, cheat a little bit. It's not a thing, but it's really, really important. And, and she just hit on it when she was talking about the dried chili as opposed to the cans. The thing you need to combat and you need to, and this is all mental. It's free, by the way. It's free normalcy bias or normalcy bias that's pronounced two different ways uh look it up and and do a little homework if you're a new prepper and it is basically as the name implies probably a term you haven't heard before i hadn't heard of it you know before and we, this we are constant we're victims we're of victims it. of yeah. it even most recently go ahead yeah yeah it's basically the mind's uh trick that it plays on you that it wants to believe or you want to believe that the way things were yesterday are the way things are going to be today and the way they're going to be tomorrow. So if you uh, every morning get a latte, a particular latte at a particular drive through latte place, right? Well, that's just the way it's always going to be. And your life is all about latte. So, of course, there's going to be a latte tomorrow morning. And of course, 10 years from now, there's going to be a latte. You don't think about other options. You don't think about the possibility of the latte not being there. It's just a thing. And you just assume it because it's normal. It soothes the mind. Yeah. The mind loves that. They love everything to be, uh, the, the mind loves everything to be okay and all that other stuff. So number four would be lose the normalcy bias. And you have to put the brakes on and really analyze this. Shelby and I, even this week, we both had instances where, you know, I, for example, thought, oh, 50 pa- uh, pound bags of beans and rice. Yeah, let's go get some of those because you save some money, a couple cents per pound. And that's a good idea. And then I went, wait a second. There are no 50 pound bags nope, of beans gone. and rice anymore. Get some one pound ones and they're going to be like 19 cents a pound more. And guess what? You're going to have them. You're going to actually have them instead of driving around all, you know, for the next 50 years looking for that great deal. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll get some gas when, you know, it's 12 cents a gallon. OK, that's never going to happen. So <laughs> that would be number four. Lose the normalcy bias. And by the way, I'm going to spell it for new folks. Go ahead. Look it up on YouTube and all that other stuff. N-O-R-M-A-L-A-C-Y, normalcy bias. There you go. So 
Now it's your turn. Number five. I would say um, batteries. And I'm not. I'm talking about double A's and triple A's and things like that. Again, I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards. And I'm not sure how much longer infrastructure is going to last. Um, double A's, triple A's. But if you can get some small power banks. Yes. Um, they're the small little ones that you can charge all your phones with. But there's also ones that are like the size of, and they kind of look like a car battery. And you can charge them up, and you can run sometimes small appliances. You can run. You can power you know your blender you can for a little while and those are we keep those around for when there's a weekend when there's no power and we want to charge up a few things or if we want to run something but those are good if there's infrastructure problems and those are the kind of things honestly right now that's a get ahead of it because if let's just say this keeps going and going how collapses go is pretty soon that infrastructure meaning utilities are going to go out you are going to be so glad you have those. Right. Utility workers are too sick to come to work and a tree falls on a power line yep. and all this other stuff and there's nobody there to fix it. This is exactly what happens all over the world and it's it's going to happen here depending on how long it lasts. Yeah, I would think AA batteries, AAA batteries, there's been so many advances in the uh, charging banks. The... Uh, power banks and so that's that's been great they've really come down in prices and there's even some solar stuff that that works pretty well so consider that so you did batteries now it's my turn to do an even numbered one and i'm gonna come up with a a surprise can openers yes that's right you knew i was gonna do that right can openers because um you're gonna there's there's all this canned food and and everybody um they have their their cans of it and they think it's just going to open itself or they never really thought of it. You would be surprised the percentage of millennials. Sorry to pick on an entire generation. Here we are so welcoming and I'm just like picking on an entire generation. Don't know how to use a can opener. Um, get the good ones. The dollar store ones are OK for about 15 to 20 cans and then they <laughs> dull up. Um, and but, you know, get like a like a fifteen dollar one, like a KitchenAid or something. And They're not on Amazon. Electric. We're talking a hand. Oh, crank it has one. to be a hand crank one. Yeah. You just you just have to have it. And here's the other thing. Get get extra ones and give them out to other people, because that can really be a lifesaver for them. I'm going to say. And what number are we on now? Seven. Seven. My next one is um a pretty vibrant medical kit. And we're not just talking what we call boo-boo kits that are just band-aids and, you know, neosporin. We're talking something that has got some butterfly stitches, that's got some anti-clot material. By the way, I cut my finger pretty nastily a couple weeks ago, and that anti-clot powder, awesome. It was awesome. Um, So get a pretty vibrant medical kit right now. Nobody's freaking out and it's there's no toilet paper runs on the medical kits. Get get ahead of that game. That's another one that you can get ahead on. And if you need a little bit of training, go do some YouTube videos on how to do butterfly stitches, you know, or if you can take a class or um, a TCCC class is basically a real beginning um, class on how to stop major bleeding. Those are offered a lot by your local emergency management groups, Um, but a good, vibrant medical kit because like right now, you can't, um, it's really hard to get some medical care, at least here in Washington state, medical attention is all being shuffled over and moved over to focus on just coronavirus. So things like elective surgeries, hip replacements and things like that. I can see soon emergency room visits are going, if you cut yourself it's going to be really hard to go to an emergency room. So, And having that quick clot that you had, and by the way, that's a real life product. I guess it's you can get it on Q-U-I-K-C-L-O-T, quick clot. It's a real thing. No, that's a really good point. Well, here's something, uh, gasoline. Yeah. Um, because mobility is everything. And you know how it is. Whenever there's a big disaster, everybody goes and gets the gasoline and there's big lines. If there's any interruption in electrical power, that, of course, affects gas pumps. Um, so there are some great five-gallon you know, gas cans, plastic gas cans with those dumb safety nozzles that I hate so much, but you're stuck with them. It's, it's what you're going to have to deal with. They're about 
15 bucks. Um, have a place to store it, obviously. I mean, if you live in an apartment, you probably can't have a bunch of five-gallon gas cans. Um, but whatever, you'll Be figure safe, it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Have a, a couple of those because the ability to fuel up and maybe get out of a bad place is is the way to go. Um, highly recommend if you're going to store the gasoline for more than a couple months and you are because you're a prepper, right? You're not mm-hmm. just like having gasoline around and using it the next day. Get what's called Stabil, S-T-A-B-I-L. This is like a spelling bee edition of I know, you're 2. like, 0. I was just thinking that. I yeah. know, yeah, I'm pretty. Lots of spelling. Yeah, pretty pretty wordy. Um, it's Stabil, which is, it sounds like stable, and that's what it does. It's a treatment for gasoline that allows it to, to stay good, to be stabilized for up to a year. Uh, just did that today, by the way, in, in my own life. That's why I was thinking about it. A bunch of gas cans and uh, some other things. I'm not going to describe some of our capabilities because that would be dumb. But um, uh, a bunch of gasoline because we're going to be able to move uh, about when other people maybe can't. And that's going to be that's going to be a game changer. And it's pretty easy to do. And here's the other cool thing. Much like the food we were talking about. Um, and some other things. You're going to use the gasoline. For example, last year in April, for for example, I, I put up some gasoline, put it, you know, did the stay bill, all the other stuff. Well, it's good for about a year. So here in March, I went and put it in the truck and I'm basically pre-buying gasoline that I'm going to use later. So it's not like it goes to waste. Right. It, it got used. Um, heck, the price of gas is probably even lower, right? So, I mean, I probably saved some money. So, gasoline, it's not as hard to store as you might think. Number nine, Number I gave nine. you plenty of time to uh, think of did. something. I would say the next thing on the list is um, alternative communications. And what I'm talking about is we all use our cell phones. We all use text. We all use phones. If for some reason that were to go down, you need an alternative way to communicate with loved ones. Um uh, and and I, I I hesitate to do this, but comms are so important. We've we've had multiple shows on how important those are. You can it's a that is a huge project sometimes, but it's not basic walkie talkies. You can also get um, radios that can go a fair distance that you don't need a ham radio license for. Um, this is all things that are covered on PAM radio. And so I'll let you talk about that. But comms are really important for when the phones go down. And Matt, you've, we've all been there where it's like, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store and I forgot my phone. We are so dependent on our phones, more so than when I was a little kid. And uh, Yeah, they had, they had rotary dial. They had rotary dial and they were on cord. So if you need to use a phone, you had to go find one and use it. It's funny when you watch movies too now and you can see when they were like made in the 80s and 90s before cell phones. People use pay phones and they like have to run to a desk and use a phone and net, right. Oh my goodness. It's so weird. But yeah, so comms. Comms are very important, um, especially when infrastructure goes down. So I recommend folks get a basic good walkie-talkie system. At the very least, you can talk to your neighbor. Um, and then from there, I'd say go to PAM Radio. Once those cards are out, yes, I know folks, it's it's frustrating. Um, but those will get you started on a basic, basic radio system that you don't need to have all the licenses and all the knowledge for. Yeah, you just push a button and talk. Um, the last one, number 10, is going to be a curveball for a lot of people. It's not a thing, but it's something to do. And that is to print out stuff. Yes. Um, get everything in writing. Print out all your passwords. I mean, because I was thinking about it as you were talking about phones. Uh, and everybody needs a phone. And I thought, oh, geez, if I lost my phone, be in a world of hurt. Actually, I wouldn't because things are printed out. But all kinds of things, you need to have stuff printed out. Don't count your on. contact list in your phone. Yeah, exactly. Goodness. I mean, yeah, I don't know most phone numbers. I mean, I happen to know yours, but I mean, that's about it. So, yeah, see, see everything we're talking about here is simple. Virtually everything is inexpensive. Nothing is weird. We're not saying learn how to like, like butcher a pig or something like that. I mean, that's a cool thing to do, but I mean, you know, there's, there's only the top 10. We can only go so far. Mm -hmm. So those are some things for new preppers. So we, uh, we have about three minutes at at the end of the regular show. And then of course, folks, if you're new, you probably wouldn't know this. We have the after show, which is for Patreon supporters. And they, they support us with between $2 uh, a month and $20 a month. 
they get all kinds of cool goodies based on um, their support level. But we uh, talk about a lot of stuff in the after show, which is where, and we don't do this on purpose. It's where all the cool stuff happens. Juicy good stuff is, yeah. Yeah. So most of you, if you're listening on the interwebs um, or or radio, um, in a couple minutes we'll be done with the regular show, and you won't get the after show. The topic for the after show is going to be a big one. What is the topic well, for the after show? We're going to talk about, and, and I can read one here really quick. We've got about a two couple minutes. Um, some of the some of the messages and things that we've seen of some of the heartwarming and this is it's meant to be inspirational messages from those reluctant spouses that have come around and they have dropped their position of I think prepping is crazy and changed their mind. I'm going to read one really quick that, yeah, I, go for that I saw on social media because it's quick do. and short, but we're going to draw this out in the after show post on social media. Here it is. For years, my wife always looked at me like I was crazy with my mindset on prepping. But she came home last night and sat down and asked me how much supplies do I have stashed away with the talk in the news media and other women at her work freaking out. She started thinking in the back of her head that her crazy husband might be right. So I took her to the garage and showed her the supplies. And she looked at me and just smiled, gave me a big hug and said, all these years I thought you were crazy, but in reality you were right. Then she looked at me and asked, do you have this much ammo also? I said, yep, don't worry, honey. Exactly. So there. There's lots and lots of stories like that. And we, first of all, it's heartwarming for you and I to hear that. And we'll talk about that more in the after show. But it's also, those are the folks we want to welcome. Because that takes a lot to admit yes, that the, you need, and you're changing your your opinion. What were the, you saying? The formerly anti-prepping spouses or ambivalent spouses. Yeah. And how they've come around. We've seen a bunch of it um, in the after show. I'm going to read something from a Patreon. That's just an amazing, heartwarming story. Extra welcome. Extra kudos. Yes. Extra, extra hug. If we no could give gloating. you a hug, we'd say welcome to the fold. Exactly. Because we know how hard it is to say, geez, I kind of thought you were crazy and now you're not. We'll talk about this in the after show. But uh, a husband and a wife who are united and on the same page, especially in a crisis situation, Absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. Absolutely unstoppable force. And so that's going to be it. Shelby, take us out with your famous quote. Famous quote from from Benjamin Franklin. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate. All of the fun and easy prepping information heard on this podcast can be found online at prepping2-0.com. You can also find out more about Glenn's books online at 299days.com and about Shelby's books online at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared. Be prepared.